What's up, everybody? It's Underrated But Confident, podcast number eight. I am joined by Jimmy, Trace, Zach, and I am Chase. Also, we are Underrated But Confident, but also Dallas Keuchel's management team, as we said on Sunday. So we're back. We're going to get him a deal. It's going to happen this week, and he's going to be on the show. We're going to make it happen. Trust me. It's going to happen. Um, so we got some interesting topics to talk about. We're Having whose man's is this tonight? Everybody's favorite, and a little bit of would you rather? We got some great topics coming up. Um, we're going to touch on a few and then go in depth into some other ones. But uh, let's get it rolling. We're going to get after it, and you guys are going to enjoy it. Have some good laughs. So kick back, crack up in a cold one, and let's enjoy it. Let's go, fellas. So big news. LOL. Actually, not really news at all. In the NFL, shockingly, more drama coming out about Big Ben and how he's not a leader and all this other stuff. Bill saying he wanted to win his own way and not be, you know, kind of involved with the team. And then a former running back coming out and saying that he purposely fumbled the ball, this, that, and the other. I think that has been like the main talking point this week. Um, NFL-wise, and then Marquise Pouncey coming out and saying that, uh, you know, he's known Big Ben for – or he's played with Big Ben for 10 years. He's a leader. Um, he's our captain. He's our boy kind of thing, which makes sense. You know, like the center backing up the QB says a lot. But at the same time, I don't know. He, they're my favorite team. I would want to believe in them. You know, it's like he's, he's the quarterback. He's, he's our guy for the last like 15 16 years it seems like forever um but i just i don't know who to believe at this point honestly but you know as long as he gets the wins i don't think i care <laughs> it's like you, you know he's still still trying to get that number seven before the evil patriots spawns a satan seems like tired of them winning get another anyway, one it's just <laughs> uh, just they, i mean shit they probably just won another super bowl right now as, oh, as we speak. Yeah, I think the pirate, they, or, yeah patriots just won pirates lol pirates um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lol. oh lol oh anyways <laughs> what do you guys think about the whole big bang thing and then i got one more one more quick thing i want to talk about uh chase doesn't surprise me um cuz you know i don't really read into it as much because he's won them a lot of games he's won them two super bowls so obviously he's proven himself i mean i will attest to that i think he's definitely done that um but i can see where they say it's his way or no way um yeah just because of how he is the personality he has i mean we look back to when he was at miami of a higher byron left used to spank that ass like a five-year-old in kmart oh yeah and then, then that's what true happened. He just that's true. Westbrook, and his coach got arrested. So, I mean, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, and, we were like five at the time, but it was awesome. I mean, but still, like, <laughs> you know, and and that's the thing. Like, you look back to that, and then that's all I can think about. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, sure, Pouncey's going to come out because he's a center. He has to deal with him every day, and he just signed a big extension, so he's got to deal with him for the next three, four, five years, whatever the extension was. So until big ben retires um do i help do i think he helps him win games sure absolutely i'm not going to deny that but you lose two of your main focal offensive points here you lose Le'Veon bell you lose antonio brown now i'm not discrediting james connor or juju smith schuster not at all they're 
they're great. They fit well right. with the system. Obviously, they proved themselves last year time and time and time and time and time again that they can play with Big Ben. They can develop well and play well in this offensive system under Tomlin and all that and just win ball games. I mean, obviously that's proven, but it does hurt. You lose your home run hitter and Antonio Brown and you lose a stud running back like Le'Veon Bell all because of Big Ben and his, I guess you could say, bullshit and how he's leading and doing things. So doesn't surprise me. Maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe they won't. They got 10 draft picks. Use them wisely. That's all I'm going to say. I had my mic muted. Sorry. But dog was working. <laughs> but, yeah, honestly, uh, I think the whole the, – the, the Wi-Fi connection, as AB would say, um, was bad. Now then it was good and then bad again. I just – you know, they were never on the same page of last year. Um, Not once, you know, Early – Early in the career, obviously it was they were tight, they were good. He led the league in receiving it for you know multiple times for a reason. Um, it's, he's arguably the best wide receiver in the league, but he doesn't get that without Ben. Like if he's on any other team sure. besides you know, the the Patriots or you know when Manning was playing, you know on a lower level team, if he if he got drafted by the Raiders, let's say. There's no way he'd be in the conversation. I don't. He's good. Awesome. He's good. I don't think he's awesome as well as. Yeah, it's like I I don't think he would be in in like the top three conversation like he always is. But anyway, and then Bell just just wanted the guaranteed money, which is him and the GMs, and that makes sense. Plus, you know, yeah, I'm sure he had his beef also with Ben. But anyways, Trace, I believe it. Oh, for sure. So Trace, what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, a lot of good points there. I mean, Roethlisberger, nobody's really ever uh, claimed him to be the man of the year or, or anything yeah, like yeah, that. For sure. Not once. So, what's, what's that award, so, like the Walter Payton Award? He's yeah, never up something for it like or that. something. Yeah, he's never up <laughs> yeah. for that one. No, he's not up for that one. So, I mean, yeah, all that stuff that allegedly he did and all that, like, yeah, that's there. But, like, as far as his skill and his just – pure quarterbackness for lack of a better term. I mean, he's one of the best of all time, really. I mean, he's he's definitely one of the best in the Steelers history, arguably is their best. I mean, some Steelers fans could probably make that argument. But, I mean, as far as him being, like, a great leader, like, I mean, I don't think he's a great leader. I mean, is he a good enough leader to win games? Sure. But, like, the Steelers have not won the big one in a long time. So, like, a lot of that could be attributed to some of those guys that they had back in the day, James Harrison and Jerome Bettis, Heinz Ward, and kind of those rocks that you could lean on. That San probably Antonio helped. Holmes. San Antonio Holmes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, all those guys definitely helped Roethlisberger out. Is he a great quarterback? Yes. But at the same time, I mean, he's not – it could be a lot worse. So, I don't know. That's just where I could sit with that. Yeah, so I uh, very very well said, and it's just <sighs> shit. I don't even know what to talk about. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I I am honestly like the since since the whole thing came out, I was I was kind of like torn. Um, just hearing stories back from like when he was in college, he was yeah. uh, you know not the greatest of guys and all that stuff. And right. you know, when I was younger, he's like, no, he's, he's the best guy ever because he's my favorite team's quarterback. He's got to be good a guy. And 
this, that, and the other. And I remember like uh, whenever he got drafted, my dad was on the phone in the living room with my uncle. And this, he's like, son of a bitch. The Steelers are about to get Ben Roethlisberger. I know it. I just know it. I hate him. I hate him when he's in Miami. But wait, hold on. That could be a good thing. And then it comes across the board. Steelers draft Ben Roethlisberger. He's like, hell yeah, let's go. We got Roethlisberger. I'm like, what the hell, man? You hated this guy, you know, four months ago when he just played us. But, but I don't know. Yeah. It's funny, so, it's funny yeah. you bring that up, Jimmy, because he was happy in the moment. And now he's just like his shirt says, salty. And lit. Yep, that's true. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yep, it works. Chat, what do you think? I want to. Yeah, I want to hear your point of view, especially since you've always been uh, a rival Steelers fan. I mean, uh, there's no coincidence. This comes down to skill players don't seem to like him. Running backs, receivers, mm-hmm. other guys like that who should be getting a lot of the spotlight don't seem to like him. It seems like those guys have issues with Roethlisberger. Maybe that's a you know just a ego kind of thing. Linemen have always seemed to like him, guys who, you know, Roethlisberger does give compliments to. Roethlisberger will always come out and he'll always give props to his line. It, it's a little different with these skill guys, it seems like. It, it makes you wonder what kind of conversations goes on between those guys. And if Roethlisberger is one of those guys who just likes to make it be known that he feels that this is his show and everybody else is there just doing their part. And uh, for, for people like Bell and Brown, that does not work with them. You've got to let Brown and Bell be their own type of people. And maybe that's where the attitudes clash. Personally, I think Roethlisberger sounds like a dickhead. That's just what he seems like. Maybe he isn't. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's open to everybody else's interpretation. That's that's something that I've never met him. I've never had a conversation with him. He just seems that way. So I'm mm. not going to say that I know that he is that. But I, this does come down to it just seems like every single skill position player, and these are not the first guys who have, you know, hinted that there was some uh, disagreements in the series locker and they have never came out and said it like Bell and Brown have. These are the first guys to say this, but it's definitely interesting. It makes you wonder how easy is he to deal with in the locker room? On, uh, yeah. It, it's, like with uh, those type of players, like the O-line, like you just said, you, he takes them out to dinner every every year at the beginning of the years, like a thank you. And at the end of the year, a thank you for keeping me alive. And then the skill players, you probably only talk to them at practice. You know, it's like, much, yeah. You're, pro- yeah, you're probably not that close with them, especially if he's a douche to you in practice. We're like, dude, you ran the wrong route. And like AB said, I didn't run the wrong route. You threw it to the defensive line. Like, how is that my fault kind of thing? But Oh, well, who knows? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He just seems like he could be that way. Like, whenever the line, you know, does something, you know, he's always thankful or he doesn't really get on their case too much because he understands that he is nothing without them. Mm-hmm. But I think that the same thing, he feels like the receivers and running backs are nothing with, without him. So, right. it's, it's like, a, I wouldn't be surprised if he uses like a totem pole and like the linemen are above him and then it's him and then it goes down to the other guys. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how that is at this point. But I agree. And like, uh, you know, a lot of times Ben Ben is a good quarterback. He can hit his spots and stuff, but a lot of times he throws the ball up in the air. It's like, okay, you're open, go get it. Yeah. Especially with Juju being yeah. you know, quick down the line, and then AB, he was, um, you know, he could could get the ball at the, at the highest point, or he was bet at one of the best receivers at just getting open when he wasn't open. So Ben's like, oh, you got four people on it. Here you go. 
and then A.B. Yeah. would be like, oh, he bastard didn't go up and get it. So, yeah, never made it easy. And, of course, whenever he did bad, blame it on other people. Exactly. Always calling him out on the wrong way to the media. And I never liked that when he was doing it. So that that obviously had a big downfall with it. But that's pretty much yeah. it. The other thing, that big thing that happened in NFL is perfect being teammates with A.B. after taking oh, his head off. So that ought to be interesting on the locker room hard knock situation. Maybe I would rather see the Browns, but you know, being in the Raiders locker room in the off season could be cool. I mean, you know, first time meeting and be like, Hey man, thanks for trying to take my head off. I still hate you, but you hate Juju still. Right. And he'd be like, yeah, it's like, all right, we're cool. So, you know, they can bond together over hating Juju Smith. Apparently. So, Oh, well, yep. And that's about it. NFL wise. Well, the Oakland Raiders would be interesting in Hard Knocks, though. It would just be like watching yeah. <laughs> a building burn down, but you can't look away. Because, like, yeah. you know it's interesting. At the like end a of car wreck sure. or something, for yeah. sure. It was like trying to watch a Groot and put it all back together. It's like, yeah, yeah, this ain't working there, boss. But whatever. He's got, like, half of a sheet of duct tape and a hammer, and he's just trying to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> I got gish. It's like, oh, boy. Don't you Here worry. If we get more Gruden grinders, we'll be fine. Gruden We're going to go baby. Spider Y2 Banana X732 on go. <laughs> Ready. That's wild, man. That's a, John, that's a John Gruden player right there. I know. That's, how it is. that's how we fix that burden building. By God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Every bunny loves honey glazed carrots. A great side dish for your springtime celebration and a delicious compliment to a sweet, bright Moscato. Wine is made in virtually every country in the world, and I'm ready to give you a tour to find the right one. Serving lamb this season? Try it with a bold Cabernet from the trendy Paso Robles region. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine & More. Cheers! <laughs> All right, guys, moving on to the NBA of... Uh, like we said in the last episode, really not much has been happening. Uh, even less has been happening since we recorded last. So there's not really necessarily a whole lot we can talk about as far as storylines or things heading into the playoffs. I mean, it seems like everything's kind of set in stone at this point or, or maybe is setting in soon as we speak. So, Chase, uh, what going on in the NBA right now stands out? What's on your mind? Just kind of lay it all out there, whatever you say. I do have some breaking news. Uh-oh. The Suns are meeting with Jimmer Fredette tomorrow, and they could Ooh. sign him for the rest of the season. Wow. It just came across Twitter, so that's that's some news. Suns trying to get a little bit better. Maybe All get right. to 25 wins if they're <laughs> lucky. Um, That'll work out great for Jimmer because practice will be just like he's playing in China again. Exactly. 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 <laughs> a bunch of scrubs running around other than Devin Booker and Kelly Oubre. <laughs> um, well... I mean, Boston and then Philly are playing right now. Um, you know, Boston seems to have their number, but Marcus Smart, back at his bullshit again, going after Joel Embiid when he's not paying attention, pushes him from behind and knocks him down. Like, come on, man. Can, like, I can't stand that guy. Yeah, like, A, he's the biggest flopper, and he's, like, probably mm -hmm. one of the softest people ever when it comes to fighting. Like, he like he pushes people when they're not looking. So yeah, that's all I have to say about him. Um, uh, for the rest of NBA action, I mean, right now is kind of a dull time because March Madness is taking over, yep. um, which is obviously way more interesting until the time we get to the playoffs and 
the playoff push for the NBA when teams are you you can tell they're trying a little bit harder to make that last minute push maybe get that eighth or seventh seed or whatever they're looking for. But uh, you know, like we said last week, Lakers are doomed. Sucks to say. I hate mm-hmm. to see LeBron not in the playoffs. Uh, Warriors are going to warrior. Uh, <laughs> Spurs are looking good. They're kind of hit their groove. Uh, Bucks, Celtics, Philly, Toronto. That's the East summed up. Everybody else doesn't matter. Um, Nuggets. I think they'll make some noise, but you know we'll see. Um, they're close. They're close. Yeah, they're. Very I don't think close. this year, but right, next yeah. year or two. Yep. Really no, make and they'll noise. get some players. That's the thing. They will sign some players that will fit well with their system and their roles. And you know maybe maybe we'll keep seeing them consistently rather than them being eighth seed or or not in the playoffs at all. Maybe we'll see them sticking around as second, third, or fourth seed year in, year out. Like I said, East, same deal, top four teams. Nothing else really matters. West, a little bit more wide open, but we'll see. That's all I can say. Yeah, I mean, I like that point you made about the Nuggets. I feel like they're one more star slash superstar away from being a legitimate championship contender. I mean, they have a really good roster right now. But if they can get one more guy to kind of put them over the top, I feel like they're going to be really hard to handle. Yeah, forward. and weed, weed is legal there, so there hey, you go. They got something going for NBA them. NBA destination. Right there <laughs> NBA destination right there. J.R. Smith is confirmed going back. 1,000%. He is 1,000%. Uh, J.R. Spliff. I'm sorry, J.R. Spliff. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Got, there, it, got it figured there out. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he's going. <laughs> So, Jimmy, what do you think about the NBA right now? What stands out to you? What's on your mind? Yeah, I still think the the Celtics are not the same team as they were in the beginning of the year. Um, even though they do have Philly's number, I think come playoff time, Philly could beat them. Yeah. And uh, with a, I, I really and truly believe now that the, it's getting later and later in the season, the Rockets, that if they are mm, – I know it's not going to happen. If they were 100% healthy – they will 1,000% beat the Warriors. But they'll realistically – Exactly. If realistically, we'll, like, they'll probably be 85 90% healthy um, yeah. with a little, you know, few few dingers and stuff. But I still think they have the best chance to beat the Warriors and take them down. And hopefully, you know, next year they'll disappear. You know, like the, the Warriors <laughs> will just – like Boogie will sign with someone else and then KD is going somewhere else. And then, and then green is going somewhere else too. And then it's just back to Stephen clay. That's it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, but who knows? I am. Yeah. And uh, yeah, pretty much it. Cavs win streak for some reason. I don't know what's going on. Why are they winning so much? Just they're just winning tank, right now tank. too. Yeah. Why? Why? Oh, they're, nine seconds, they're, nine seconds, they're nine seconds away from being the bucks. <laughs> oh my god. NBA's oh yeah, I drunk. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Greek freak didn't play today. He was the second straight game out. So I uh, just you just you have one job, just tank. Just load management. On That's purpose. why he didn't play. Load management. <laughs> it was an ankle injury. Load management. <laughs> they stay ankle, but we know why. But we know why. He just doesn't like Cleveland or something. I guess I mean, the Cavs don't want Zion. I guess I don't know. They apparently, just, I don't they know. They just want to win. Yeah. They're going to draft another foreigner that they're going to stash for like four years. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Make it like eight. They'll sign him to an eight year deal. For Anthony for Bennett. Like, like, well, we'll, yeah. we'll see you in seven. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they did with Chetty. And Chetty's good now. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's Chetty. True. <laughs> right, who is Chetty? Chetty? I, I got to get that. I got to. Who is Chetty? Chetty Osman. Okay. I do not know him. He's dead. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, I did not really know him. Dead, but Look at the other white guy replacement. other than Kevin Love. <laughs> oh no, there's a lot. <laughs> well, Cavs considering I haven't so much. I don't think there's, I've seen a Cavs game this year, so I, honestly. There there's currently three white Cavs on the court right now. There's a Whoa. there's a lot. <laughs> wow. All right, so chat, what do you think about the NBA right now? What stands out in your mind as we I guess get closer to the playoffs, closer to April, whatever you want to say, just lay it out there. Uh, three players is what I'm going to go with instead of actual teams at this point. D'Angelo Russell uh, dropped 27 in the fourth quarter last night to lead the Nets yep. back from 25 down. Yep. That was incredible. That was, Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton has five straight triple doubles. What a God. name. No one cares. <laughs> no. And no one cares. Alfred, what a name. Yeah. Alfred Payton, the point guard for the Pelicans. No one gives a shit. Well, see, I still thought he was on the Magic, so I'm outdated. Yeah, he, he's on the Pelicans now. Ah, <laughs> oh, gotcha. Uh, and Colin Sexton, tonight was a sixth straight game with 23 or more points. That broke the Cavs' rookie record. And the Cavs have had a lot of pretty good rookies in their heyday there. That I don't is know true. Have you ever heard of LeBron James? Mr. LeBron James. <laughs> or Kyrie Irving. None of those guys did that. Austin Carr was one whose record he broke. But he broke tonight. Huh. So... That's my take on three things happening in the NBA right now. Just props to those three guys right there. That's right, nice. Right. That's that's a good uh, point there about those guys because like, they definitely are kind of flying under the radar, no doubt. But... Also, if you want to throw it out there, the Lakers, the reason they're terrible right now is – one sec. I have to pull up all six names. All oh, six names. <laughs> the Lakers <laughs> well, management in the last three years has gotten rid of D'Angelo Russell, who is an all-star this year. Brooke Lopez, who is one of the best shooting big men out there right now. Julius Larry Randall. Nance. Yes, Larry Nance. Julius Randle, who just dropped 47 the other day. Yeah. Jordan Clarkson, who is second in the league in bench scoring. And Lou Williams, who is first in the league in bench scoring. And the Lakers have rid of all those guys in the last three years. Way to go. So, yes, keep blaming LeBron. Yeah. It's all LeBron's fault. It's always his fault. Yeah, I mean, that was LeBron's decision to let those guys go. And oh, yeah. imagine if Nick Young hadn't cheated on Iggy Azalea, D'Angelo Russell would be a Laker right now. That's oh, true. man. That's true. It's all Nick Young's fault. It is. Damn it, Nick Young. Swaggy P, what are you doing? Swaggy P. <laughs> got that nickname. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking up the Lakers and he's not on our team right now. No. Mm-hmm. But that's all I got. That's all you got. All right. Well, on to, as Chase alluded to earlier, March Madness. It is here. It is live. We are currently, a couple of us at least, watching the game right now on the background in the, while we're recording this. So Hell it's here. Yeah. We are pumped. It's awesome. I can't wait to see how it plays out. The real, or the, not the real games per se, but the games, the round of 64 starts tomorrow. Uh, and then, of course, and then, of course, going into Friday, and it's just going to be phenomenal. Can't wait. We kind of touched on the, the bracket and a little bit of our thoughts on the last episode. Tonight, I'm probably going to try to get a little more in-depth in it. Maybe we'll each go over our final four picks or our upset specials or whatever. So 
it's it's a lot of really good matchups, a lot of really good teams, a lot of parity. I mean, this thing could go five, six, seven different ways. I feel like a national champion could come out of it. So it's going to be wild and unpredictable like it always is. But Chase, uh, don't know if you all have your final fours or anything or your champions or whoever, but who do you think is going to come out victorious with the national championship or if you have the final fours, any upsets or whatever you got? So go ahead and lay it on us. All right. Um, final four-wise, um, nice, nice little uh, – I don't know. I thought long and hard about this one picking um, Michigan State versus Michigan. Rematch. Oh, nice. Michigan State beating them for the fourth time. <laughs> North Carolina versus Tennessee. I know Tennessee struggled, but seeing what they've done um, time and time again against pretty good teams. Um, that's one bracket. I've got like seven. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I got uh, four. I filled out another one. Um, <laughs> I have yeah. uh, North Carolina versus Michigan State national championship in one. And numerous others, um, like let's see, Michigan or North Carolina versus Gonzaga, third mm. time. Uh, all of which North Carolina winning, but uh, <laughs> um, upset wise, uh, you know we're familiar with them. Obviously, we watched them twice this year. But Old Dominion versus Purdue, you know, look out for that because Old Dominion can beat Purdue. Like I'm, oh, yeah. I said this, I said it our week our work meeting today, I was like, Old Dominion can beat Purdue. Like, I mean, they're legit. Um, New Mexico State, I mean, I don't think they will, but they're going to make a game out of it with Auburn. Um, Seton Hall and Wofford, I do believe Seton Hall is going to win that game. Um, I mean, close game. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout, but I'm saying it's going to be close. Um. Other than that, UCF VCU, I think, is the most in, one of the most intriguing first games um, yeah. in that 8 9 bracket right there. Uh, like we said last on, on Sunday, uh, Marquette, Murray State, uh, Howard versus Morant, going to be crazy. Um, Buffalo's getting unlo- overlooked, um, as, we, as we said before because they play the winner of this game between uh, Arizona State and St. John's. So that could be an interesting one. Florida and Nevada, same thing. Could be an interesting one. Uh, like we said last time, uh, Oregon and Wisconsin. That's going to be a hell of a game. I think Oregon. I got Oregon winning that as an upset. Also, uh, watch St. Mary's, Villanova. That could yeah. happen too. So uh, then again, here's what I'm going to say. Carolina wins national championship, close game. Uh, Roy Williams gets his third in five years, or whatever it is, and that's that's my take on it. Nice, I mean, definitely possible. Carolina is rolling at the right time. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think about who's or who's your in your final four? What do you think about some possible upsets? Uh, what do you what do you got stirring up there? <laughs> so two out of the four brackets have the same final four. And this, and their one team's probably going to shock you a little bit, but one of them, or it is, uh, it's Duke, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Buffalo. Got Buffalo making a big run, shocker. Wow. And uh, the other one was Duke, Zaga, Tennessee, and North Carolina, or the other two. Um, all four brackets, I still have the same. Uh, 
championship game, but it's split down the middle. I uh, got Duke, Duke, North Carolina, and two winning, having Duke winning, two having North Carolina winning. Points, uh, I believe, are all pretty much the same. They're the biggest point spread, I think, maybe four or five points. Um, really want that matchup to happen. I think it would be yeah. phenomenal. Realistically, I don't think it will happen. Um, I've heard a lot of talk that Duke could, lo- like, Duke Virginia Tech could meet in the Sweet 16, and Virginia Tech could pull off the upset, or even yeah. Duke and Michigan State coming off in the what would that be? The Elite Eight, I think. Yeah. Yep, and Michigan eight. State pulling off the upset there. Um, but some big upsets that I got going on was Murray State uh, going all the way to the Sweet 16. Then losing to Gonzaga, um, or no wait, sorry, Murray State and Buffalo going to the Elite Eight, and then Buffalo moving on. Um, but actually, Murray going back to the round of thirty-two, Murray State upsetting Florida State. Uh, Florida State's a mm-hmm. good team; they're huge. Yeah, huge. Um, yeah, huge. But yeah, so that's why I think that that one right there would be a, a big upset because Florida State's a solid team. Um, maybe one of, if not the biggest team in the, the tournament right now. Um, another one highlighted was um, Seton Hall. Uh, I know in one bracket that I'm looking at now, I have Wolford beating them in the first round, but I think that's going to be wrong. Um, what was the other one? Uh, oh, let's see. It was Murray State. And then the 8-9 games, man. I think those in the 5-12s are going to be the hard, are the hardest to pick. Yeah, because I it's just I I agree with that. You know, um, I think New Mexico State could make a run, maybe, and uh, I think the sleeper that I had was was like Chase said, Liberty, or wait, did you say Liberty? I can't remember. I did not. You um, did not. Sorry, that's I, on me. No, that's okay. I think <laughs> that's win. on me. Like, I'm not. No, no, you're good. I think they can win. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying they got they got a little bit of a tougher game. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, um, who was it? But actually, sorry. No, uh, you're good. My, my big upset bracket or upset. St. Mary's. I, I said St. Yeah. Mary's. That's yeah, St. Mary's. Um, my big big thing was um, oh shit! I just looked at it. Damn it! This I filled guy. it out for work. I know. <laughs> I'm slacking. Was Yale beating LSU? That was my oh, big upset for possible. the entire tournament. It's was yeah, it is Yale's got got some shooters, and with L- that. Uh, everything going on at LSU could be a major distraction. I know they're trying their best to, you know, shut it all out, but still, you know, biggest stage um, of the entire year, you know, the entire country is going to be watching you. That's just putting extra pressure on top of the coaches and the players and the staff and everything else. So I think Yale could could pull that one off. Yale's test scores are phenomenal. They're smarter. That means they have better trajectory of that ball going in. So. Exactly. You know, they, they, they just they catch the ball, they think of the mathematical equation of the arc and everything else, and, ah. and then they just know at the right launch angle and the the yeah. After the Marty works the math, I, I mean shit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Run. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that was, that was about it. Sorry for the little un- lack of unpreparedness. Hey, that's we all have that. Good lord, good. that's that's what we got down pat. Uh, so, so chat, uh, who do you got in the final four? Who do you think can get on upset alert? What do you think? Are you going to shock us with any picks? We got uh, 
Yeah, I feel like I'm going to shock you guys with one. Uh, first, my final four, I have Duke and Florida State going off against each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and That'd I have Tennessee cool. and North Carolina on the other side. Also, I want to throw out a correction. Yeah. Colin Sexton did seven games with 23 more points. Hey. Uh, round one, I have a couple of 5-12 upsets, and I have a 4-13. and 13. I have Murray State beating Marquette. Uh, I have Oregon beating Wisconsin. Same. I have New yeah. Mexico State beating Auburn. Hmm. And I have Old Dominion beating Purdue. Uh, oh, there you go. Second round, yeah. Yeah. I have Syracuse beating Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga's really going to struggle with that zone. Syracuse runs all the time. and That's going to be one That'd of those just ugly, grinded-out games. And I think Syracuse will take that one, and that would be the biggest upset for me from the entire tournament. I don't really have anybody making a gigantic run that's a sleeper. Uh, but that's what I got. Fairly standard past that. A lot of top seeds winning games. but That's about all yeah. I got. Yeah, I mean, those are all, I mean, definitely possible. And a lot of those are kind of those trend, <clears throat> trendy upsets. But as far as my final four goes, I have Duke facing Texas Tech in one side. And then the other side, I have North Carolina facing Virginia. I just feel like Virginia's going to be a little different team this year after they lost to the 16 seed UMBC last year. I feel like that's probably a wake-up call. Virginia should be able to make a run. Now, they could easily lose earlier. No, I mean, we've seen that. But I just feel like Virginia might be able to make a little run this year. And then as far as the national championship, I have the pipe dream of Duke, North Carolina, <laughs> which everybody would love to see. And then in the one bracket that I filled out, uh, printed out, I had Duke winning the whole thing. But on my tournament challenge app, uh, yeah, <laughs> on my tournament challenge app, I've got North Carolina winning just as many times as Duke. So, I, But as far as just the printed out bracket, that's what I got for that. So, yeah, that's about all I got, too. Oh, it's going to be wild, and I can't wait. It can't come uh, soon enough. Exactly. So, and, um, yeah, I also had uh, ODU – Continuing the Conference USA tradition and uh, being upsetting Purdue on, on be a few five of them. straight wins in the yeah, first round. Yeah, and then ODU, and then in one of them I had like ODU and St. Mary's going off against each other. I think St. Mary's was winning that one. Yeah, but yeah, I think oh, I know immediately the first day, first like I, it's probably going to be like the second game and all of our brackets are going to be destroyed completely, but, you know, I, and it, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I'll cry a little bit, but at the same time, it's just, <laughs> it, it's going to be awesome. Hey, oh, so they're, going to be, they're going to be wrecked Sunday. Whenever we come back to this. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. All right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, if, if ODU wins though, I'm still going to say Marshall did it better. I'm, I don't Amen. care. I'm, I'm Amen. sticking with it. Yeah. The all goat right. got the record. Sorry. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. Goat more. Mr. Elmore. Yep. Yeah, boy. What do you all consider a big run for a lower seeded team? Like Sweet, Sweet 16. 16. Yeah, okay. Sweet 16, yeah. At yeah, least Sweet well, 16. At least yeah, Sweet 16. Yeah, minimal Sweet 16. They creep over to the lead eight. Okay, we got a problem here. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> if they get to the final four, like Loyola, Chicago, was like last year, I think. No, that's right. Loyola, Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Because they got like nine Loyolas with six yes. other hyphens attached to it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, if they get there, that that obviously that was a massive run, but oh yeah, it was awesome. So, it, it, in the words of Angels in the Outfield, it could happen. 
It could happen. <laughs> I think I've got, Mexico State. I've got New Mexico State in Sweet 16. Yeah, so there you go. So, oh. had, had to think about that one for a second. Yeah, I, I, I should throw it out there that I just filled out my second bracket while Jimmy was talking. Nice. Oh, attaboy. Switching over and switching gears into a, a little bit of uh, MLB today, technically, uh, if you want to get technical with the terms of opening day, today's opening series um, took place in Japan of the Oakland Athletics for Seattle Mariners. We um, saw Ichio with his last opening day opening series. Um, Huge standing ovation, obviously, when he took the field. And then when he left in the fourth inning, um, Mariners um, ended up winning 9-7. to seven. Um, So it's kind of weird because, you know, this is the opening series and all the stats count, wins, losses, batting average, everything. And then they go back and play another week, two weeks of spring training, which kind of makes zero sense to me. But, yeah, uh, you know, um, today the Mariners had the first uh, – Japanese pitcher pitch on opening series opening day in Japan in MLB history. So that's a fun fact. I think that's really cool, obviously, with the culture of baseball there in Japan and how big it is and also how big it is globally now, not just Japan, United States, Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, stuff like that. Now, how big it is globally um, has definitely, you know, turned into a huge effect of reaching not only people our age, but older generations, younger generations, and then everything in between. So, um, Zach, what did you think? I Honestly, I know you guys, we talked about this before, how weird it was that they started it today. But what is your overall thoughts on, well, Ichiro and the Mariners, that he gets to retire as a Mariner where he started his career and everything, and then just the opening series and then, going to play uh, spring training right after this. Give me your thoughts on that, man. I think it's a little strange timing for this, but uh, to further, you know, diversify the MLB, I think that this is a necessary kind of thing. Eventually we will start seeing series like with the NFL, how we have a London game every single week. Eventually we will start to see this more and more. Uh, the timing is, I think is weird. Right. Uh, this is a weird time to have this, but, for you know with, with this there's always new markets out there if you can bring this to a new a new country there's thousands of jerseys you can sell thousands sure. of it's just everything so i think you'll see this more and more throughout the years of baseball uh it's nice to see a Giro get that nice little swan song that i think every single baseball fan in the world wanted to see because yeah that's the best hitter i've ever watched in my life I, I know he wasn't over in the majors his entire career, but that's the best pure hitter I have ever watched play the game. Right. Uh, so I'm very happy mm-hmm. to see him getting his nice little walk off, whatever you want to call it. But I, I think this whole, you know, playing in Japan, playing really anywhere, I think it's something you'll see more and more throughout years. But. Sure. I mean, I think with where they're popular in the countries that I named and everything, like take that shit to Poland. Like no one, like nobody's gonna watch it there. But if you bring it there, like oh, yeah, I might like to watch this, you know. And it creates a dynamic. It creates a it creates a bigger market for baseball. Like if you take it to cities where people already watch it and it's so popular and everything, like look, like NFL did it smart. London doesn't have football. 
Okay, well, they have football, but it's the wrong kind of football. Yeah. yeah, it's not Americanized football. You know, pads, helmets, this, that, hitting all that stuff. You know, regular football that we're normal to. You take it to markets that you don't normally reach, and that's what they did with London. Now look how big of a success this is. They go back every year. Like with baseball, take that, take that to like Germany or. Poland or some random freaking country that no one really gives a shit about and bring that market to them. Like Japan, if you don't play baseball in Japan right now, like basically you're getting beat up. If you don't play it in Venezuela or Dominican or Cuba or wherever, you're getting beat up. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's reached global and all that. But Trace, what do you think, man? Give me your thoughts. Yeah, I agree with what you all said. I mean, it's it, the timing for that whole new kind of concept about having the season start before the season starts. Is, it's weird. I mean, it, it's kind of it seems out of nowhere. It seems like it's kind of just like a trial and error thing. They're kind of just maybe testing it out, kind of not to the same level, but it's kind of like the Conference USA uh, pod scheduling for basketball. It's just kind of weird and it's like you don't really know if it's going to last long term but as far as each hero goes i mean yeah you all nailed it perfectly i mean what a player he's been for so long what a consistent just threat he's been for his entire career one of the best hitters of all time some can make the argument that he is the best hitter of all time i mean he absolutely deserves to end his career with uh, the mariners you know and where he had the most success and everything and Hopefully he goes out strong, and he definitely deserves a nice send off for just a fabulous career. I mean, not there's not very, been very many players like him in the history of baseball, so it's been awesome to see him after after all these years. And it's going to be kind of surreal that he's going to be gone. So like it's kind of like when Derek Jeter retired, like you just it's just shocking that you're not going to see those guys anymore. But yeah, this is hopefully he goes out the right way, and he's definitely gotten a, a good chance to do that. I think. Right, I agree with you. Hits nail on the head. You see Etrio leave. It's a big, big hit to baseball. Derek Jeter when he left, it was the same. And God forbid I ever admit that I like a Red Sox, but uh, Big Poppy. Um, Poppy. Yeah, he's the, he's the only Red Sox we'll ever like. Forget about anybody else. But um, that's the one I hate the most. Ironically, that's okay. I, I don't blame you, but it's whatever. Uh, <laughs> but you know, as you see. Um, icons in baseball it takes a hit and when it does you know you almost miss those moments of seeing you know jeter do his jump cross body throw it to first get the guy out each rio yep. gun somebody down at third or going home and we're a big poppy just crushing a home run like he normally did whether you know you liked him or not but um you know baseball definitely took a hit today um with each trio and his opening series and then retiring and everything so it's it's a big hit but uh jimmy what'd you think of it man i think it's really cool that they did that the like everyone else said the timing of it's weird maybe do it um like the the, the first at the beginning of the week instead of opening weekend maybe to kick it off do it at the beginning of the week of opening weekend and yep. something uh but it's I don't know. It is weird to go over there. It's like play a real game that actually means something that counts. It's come back home to play warm up games and for another week and a half or something. And that part doesn't make sense. Um, the umpire cam that they had, though, I want that and I want it now. That was yeah. probably the coolest camera 
I out agree. of any sporting event I have ever seen. It just the the quality of it, um, the angle of it, everything was phenomenal. Yeah, I was like, "Yep, I want this right now," and uh, yeah, that was probably my favorite part about it. And then Ichiro being sent off was really really cool. And yeah, it was just that they need to do adjust the timing. I know it was like you guys were saying trial thing, and I think that's going to be the biggest. Um, take back or take away from from this is okay adjusted timing let's fit this in the schedule better one for the players two for the fans and just make it more make it make more sense in a way so like even they could like have them at be the the starting opening weekend and then give those two teams uh, extra couple of days to recover to get unjet lagged and get back on the their own normal time schedule and then have them go back into it instead of coming back home playing pointless games and then jumping right back into the season like, like so quickly just give them a little teeny tiny vacation three days at most maybe and then go right in back into their season or something they'll figure it out though they got yeah. it. We'll it see. should be said though that the rosters were bigger for this series than a normal one. Instead of a twenty-five man roster, they had twenty-seven or twenty-eight for this, hmm. which is essentially the only reason that Ichiro is on the roster. So yeah, that's true. I, this wasn't directly for Ichiro, but it almost kind of seemed like it was, uh, just to get him out there in Japan. Just, but yeah, the the rosters were not a normal twenty-five man roster. So everything goes down as a normal game. Just this was not really a normal game for these guys. So. Ichiro is not on the 25-man roster. He's the extra guy that was off there. It was, it was 25, 20, it was 26, 27, something like that. It wasn't much, mm-hmm. but there were extra players. So that's why he's only playing in this series and then being taken off the roster. There's going to be no moves made okay. by the Mariners there. Yeah. See, I didn't but, know that. Yeah. yeah that, I can't remember exactly what the number is, but it was more than 25. Because I would read that a month ago or so, whenever he had signed his deal with the Mariners. Mm-hmm. But anyways... Leading into uh, some mixed martial arts here. Uh, Bantamweight, former champion, TJ Dillashaw, relinquished his belt today after uh, finding abnormal findings in his latest test for his last fight against Henry Cejudo. Uh, that's pretty big news for the division. That really opens up the door for Marlon Moraes or maybe Aljamain Sterling to get a shot at Moraes again or Pedro Munoz would just be Cody Garbrandt or... Which this is really unfortunate for Cody Garbrandt now, because if Garbrandt had taken that Munoz fight, or if he had won that Munoz fight, Garbrandt could have gotten his belt back after this. Yep. But uh, Dillashaw, that that surprised me. I I don't like the dude, but never looking at him did I think to myself that dude was on something. This I, man's taking drugs. Like <laughs> just looking, he doesn't have the body type of one of those guys who looks like they're on something. Like, but. Uh, there's a lot of rumors that it's for something that was supposed to help him with his weight cut down to 125. That's entirely possible. But there's also the interviews from Cody Garbrandt uh, from years ago saying that Dillashaw's on everything. And Dillashaw's trying to teach people at Team Alpha Male how to do this and stuff. Uh, it makes you wonder. Uh, Rafael Asuncial's came out and said that Uriah Faber himself told Asuncial that uh, there was quote-unquote former members of Team Alpha Male who were on stuff and uh, members that we already know were Chad Mendez, guys like that. Uh, so it's really interesting for that division. Uh, Henry Cejudo seems to believe that it is now his division because that is the cringiest dude in the entire world. 
he has tried to rename flyweight and bantamweight Cejudo weight. Uh, for a guy who wasn't very relevant until a year and a half ago, that's a nice little cringy moment for him. But there's also some fights coming up this weekend down in Nashville. Uh, some really big fights. Uh, the week after that, you got Barboza and Gaethje, which is just... Uh, <laughs> if I had to bet money on what is going to be the most entertaining fight all year, I would say that one. There is zero chance that that fight is boring. But Chase, what, what do you think? What do you got leading up to fights this weekend, as well as with Dillashaw? What do you think is next for the Bantamweight division? All that. I mean, Dillashaw's a snake. He's been a snake. Doesn't surprise me. He's a piece of shit. And I'm glad he relinquished the belt. I mean, if Uriah said it, you know, Cody said it, and all that, I'm gonna believe them over him for sure. Like, even if he denied it, you know fully and said oh he didn't do it but I mean if it shows up I mean look at him though like if you look at him when he first started in the UFC I mean sure he was cut but he wasn't like what he is now and if I mean when you look at it I'm just kind of like I mean I always thought like yeah weight cut I can understand that but like just how overly muscular he was compared to everybody else or cut or shredded or whatever it was i mean yeah obviously hard work goes into that i'm not discrediting him that way but like i mean you can tell like for god's sakes look at vitor belfort like the dude in the ufc looked like he had a dad bod with a little bit of a six-pack and now he looks like the freaking incredible hulk i mean like there you go but in regards to UFC Nashville this weekend, um, you know, obviously you and I will be there, so it's going to be a fantastic time. Last time we went, we don't remember much, but it was a great time. Uh, <laughs> but um, like you said, a lot of great fights coming up. Um, I'm very interested to see uh, Showtime jump up to welterweight and fight Wonder Boy. Uh, it's going to be a good fight. Um, excited to see Curtis Blaze live i've never seen him fight live and you know he's a pretty good guy pretty good fighter i mean i don't know if he's a good guy he might be but i mean i'm just spitballing here um but great fighter um so we'll see it's gonna be a good thing and then like you said with gaichi and all that it's gonna be a great fight and then uh who is it dos Anjos and kevin lee are gonna fight today cowboy and uh ally and quinta was announced so we got we got a lot of got a lot of good fights going on. So Luke Rockhold's making the move up as yeah, well. Yeah. Luke Rockhold's gonna fight Jan because I'm not even gonna attempt to say his last name. We're just gonna call him Jan. Um, whatever. Something it's Russian. Russian as shit. Something it's Russian. Russian. I mean as shit. something <laughs> I mean it's something related to Putin, so who cares? Uh, but, <laughs> Putin related. But, yeah, yeah. Luke Rockhold will probably drop out of the fight with some undisclosed injury for the nineteenth time. And you know. Whatever. That's. <laughs> I mean, I'm just excited to be in Nashville again to watch the fights. I mean, that last time we went, Bridgestone Arena was rocking. Me, you, and Jay were rocked, basically. Uh, so, um, it's, I can't wait, man. We're gonna we got a full crew going. Um, like I said on the last episode, just stay tuned. I'm sure we'll post a lot of stuff, and it's gonna be be a great adventure. So. Yeah, definitely. With the Dillashaw thing, though, just with the pre-USADA, post-USADA thing, mm-hmm. his body type, 
actually got more muscular as his career went on. Usually you right. see it the other way around with these guys Goes who down. were juicing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, is, and with Dillashaw's, I could look at him and see, oh, that guy's worked out a lot. Like, same thing with, like, you know, Demetrius Johnson or go, those guys at the lower weight classes. They're always cut. Uh, Dillashaw is a little wider than those guys, but that comes back to wrestling. With these guys who wrestled in college or wrestled throughout their lives, they just always seem to be bigger than the other guys they fight because they cut ungodly amounts of weight. I've heard that Dillashaw, to get to 135, cuts 30 pounds. Right. So after he rehydrates, he's 150, 160-ish by fight night. So it surprises me that that guy was on steroids. It's like with Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley tested positive for an anabolic steroid. Looking at that dude, I you know I would not be surprised if he failed a drug test for pot because that dude smokes more weed than Snoop Dogg at this point. Uh, he lit up he lit up a blunt at a UFC pay per view in the crowd. Like that would not have surprised me if he had tested positive for weed, but Savage. he tested positive for a steroid. <laughs> looking at that Savage. dude, <laughs> looking at that dude, that dude's. Good God, I don't know what steroids he's on. He needs new ones. He's skinny as hell. But Oh, I, that, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know. He got the reverse kind. Actually makes yeah. you skinnier instead of muscular. Made smaller. <laughs> so hey, sold him the bad kind. Bad batch. If Dillashaw's on steroids with the size fight against Cejudo, does your drug dealer give you a discount if you take steroids and still lose the fight? Because they clearly didn't work. They didn't do yeah. their job. They didn't do much. I mean, <laughs> ah, man, I feel sorry for you. So uh, rocked, here's ten percent off. If you get knocked out in thirty seconds, those steroids didn't do jack shit for you, <laughs> dude. I gave you the wrong ones. Those that's oh, on me. They're like, sorry, 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 sorry man. I gave you the cotton candy me. flavor. I meant to give you the mean green. Oh I'm man, sorry. Yeah, sorry. That, sorry. Was, that was Tylenol. I'm my bad. Yeah, my yeah, bad. Shit. Sorry, bro. That was ecstasy. Can Whoops. you feel it now, Mr. Krabs? Can you feel it now, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> he gives him pure estrogen, and that's why, like, the entire fight, he's just feeling his nipples the whole time. Like, sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, here, but... let me put in a needle in my butt. <laughs> also, the next pay-per-view. Next pay-per-view is huge. That's Holloway Poirier. Oh, yeah. Odyssey yeah, on that, that one. That yeah. one's going to be, be insane. One. Uh... Watch party here. We're going to do it. It's going to happen. <laughs> oh, I'm so looking forward to that one. Diaz will be flowing. I don't get too excited for pay-per-views because they can get just ruined. I don't believe in them until they're walking out to the octagon anymore. Like, it, you know, Robert Whitaker that's, got hurt the day fair. of the fight for yeah. his last pay-per-view. So I, particularly once with John Jones. John Jones isn't on this one, but I don't believe John Jones is fighting until John Jones literally sets foot in there. And then the fight starts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even when he walks in the cage and they stand there for like five minutes, I'm still skeptical. What can go wrong <laughs> in those five minutes? <laughs> okay, boys, touch gloves. And okay, now we're serious. He's actually fighting. <laughs> Somebody sprints into the octagon. Hey, uh, he's on steroids still. There's, there's, there's <laughs> pictograms. There's pictograms. No! Then somebody Could else you... runs into the octagon. No, those are just pictograms. They're just like grains of sand. And then everyone's really confused. The fight gets postponed for like two hours. Yeah, but, could, could you imagine though, like some random ass UFC doctor or something running in the middle of an octagon right before a fight starts, be like, "I found it! I found <laughs> it!" with a piece of paper. He's on drugs. Cancel the fight. <laughs> like live pay per view, millions of people around the world watching. Be like, "The fuck just happened?" 
That guy couldn't like, make out there a lot if he did that. That would be <laughs> yeah. the death of MMA. Right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the director's yelling "cut, cut," but everyone else is in so much shock that they can't move. It's like, is this is this real life? <laughs> like, yeah, I'd, I'd, that'd be wild. I could see it happening though. I guess. Further note: Anthony Johnson said he's willing to come back if it's against John Jones, and the money is right. Ooh, money's got to be right. They're quote unquote in discussions for Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor three. Yeah, uh, so I give that, that about I give that about three weeks before that gets called off too. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Give it two. Diaz isn't going to want to fight, and Connor isn't going to want to come in event. So, yeah, Diaz. That fight will be off here soon. Diaz is a charge. I think he's done. Oh, Honestly, right. I, don't, I don't think Diaz will fight again. No, he won't. He's too scared to. Period, bro. Like he's like, oh, I don't want it unless it's twenty million. Like, dude, you can't even read. Shut the hell up. You don't even know what twenty million <laughs> is. Like, well, Nate signed a card at least. Nate was supposed to fight Poye. But yeah. he didn't want to because Poye would tear him apart. Poye was the one who had to back out this. Uh, well, I know, but that was because of an injury. That was like a legit yeah. thing. I mean, Diaz didn't want to fight, period. Yeah, I just don't see that fight happening. I, no. Even if it does, I have zero interest in that fight again. That's just yeah. that's being a dead horse at this point. Who wants to watch another McGregor and Diaz? Same thing and, all over again. One guy significantly tougher than the other. Uh, unfortunately, I, I like Connor, but Diaz, that dude is just, he's a punching bag. Yeah, that's what happens when you get beat in the face for the re- your whole life. But I mean, Connor, Connor is significantly more talented than Diaz. Diaz absolutely. is significantly tougher than Connor is. Right. Uh, so I, that to me, that's the exact same fight again. It's Connor using strategy and using, you know, smart moves and all that stuff. And then it's got Diaz just, uh-huh, you hit me six times, I'll hit you once. Yep. And then eventually it just works for him. <laughs> For every 10 times you hit him, he hits you three, and then eventually he's taken 300 and you've taken 80, and you can't stand anymore for some reason. Because you've thrown 300 punches. Yeah, yeah. You're tired and you're going to hit in the face in the process. But. Right now at Banana Republic Factory, save big with 50 to 70% off the entire store. Plus, take an extra 50% off clearance. Stock up on dresses and polos starting at $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Uh, enough with MMA, I guess. Uh, leading into Would You Rather, one of our custom ones that we have made ourselves. That's right. Uh, I do not have one at this exact second. Jimmy, do you have one? Yeah, I just thought of it, actually. Um, chat, I know you're not a, a golfer per se, but still, you can answer this if oh, you want. Golf is oh, golf. Golf is golf. Golf is golf. a t-shirt and then put Dash Chatterton. Dash yep. Chatterton. Famous All quote right. of the day. <laughs> All right, so with uh, April right around the corner, Masters a couple weeks away, mm. um, my question, would you rather <laughs> Yeah, is... I totally knew that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> my question is, would you rather tee, like, tee off the first shot of the Masters or any other major championship? Masters. Ooh. Masters. Masters. Yeah, same way. Yeah. It's just Can you just imagine the tingle in your balls when you step up the whole one and you're about to tee off at the yeah. Masters? Oh my God, it's I can just, feel it. Ooh, I can feel it right now. It's are majestic. We talking, are we talking I, I, I like want... the skills that I currently possess? No, like an actual... Yeah, like you're an actual pro. Like you're an yeah, actual okay. pro yeah. golfer. So yeah. I, I was oh. going to say, if it's the skills that I have currently, I want as little people seeing it as humanly possible. <laughs> yeah, Same. Because I was thinking, like, actually... 
Oh, what was it? the last tournament Tiger was playing in? Um, oh crap, I can't think of the name. Rory just the players. The players. Uh, yeah, Rory just won that one. Um, uh, but Tiger shot one. I think it was Thursday. He hooked it into the crowd, and then for so he he had to hit his next shot, his third shot to the green from like the far right side over the cart path and everything. And there is probably 30, 40 yards of people, right? Just <laughs> lined down the center. And so he has maybe yeah. 10, 15 yards uh, total space between one person here, one person there. And I'm just thinking in my head, just, just knowing that, seeing that in your per, like peripheral vision, how does that not scare the living shit out of you? I know you're exactly. the greatest ever, arguably, but like at the same time, if you just miss hit that a little bit, that's right in someone's face or someone's <laughs> nuts. Like that that to me, I could yeah. never in a million years do. Just just because that would be so much pressure to hit the ball straight and not only straight but to where I want it to go. And I thought oh. uh, that was like, nope, I couldn't do it. Not a freaking chance in in the world I could ever do that. But yeah, I, th- I still think being a professional teeing off for uh, the Masters would be would be pretty damn sweet. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that was mine. Next, Trace. Trace, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I just thought of one actually just now. Uh, this one, I kind of, I don't even know quite which side I would go with yet. But would would you rather go to the Super Bowl? Or a World Series Game Seven. Ooh. Oh damn! It. Ooh, that's a good one. Damn it! I, I don't know if I can answer it yet or not. Okay, who's playing in the World Series and who's playing in the Super Bowl? We got a narrative. Yeah, I, it's. I guess that. I guess that could be subject to to whoever. Like your favorite, like <laughs> favorite, like favorite team, or your favorite team? Yeah, could be. I guess. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Well, shit. How, how about with like the hypothetical sense that? Your team, like currently, with the way that those sports are laid out, which teams have realistic shots? Ah, if you were to buy them without knowing, if you were to buy them today without knowing who's going to be playing in either one next year, oh, that's a, that's a good one. Oh god! But you don't even know if there's going to be a game seven necessarily. That's true. Let's say there is. Yeah, let's say there is. That question question would be really fucking stupid if you bought Game 7 tickets and ended at Game (laughs) 4. I'm just sitting in the stands alone. Where's my peanuts and Cracker Jacks? I got beer. That day you have the tickets to sit in the stadium. That would be a really fucking stupid question at that point. So let's just get what there is at Game 7. I don't know, man. There's something about a baseball, a playoff baseball atmosphere. There's something about it that just, it's different. I agree. I, I think I would oh go game God. seven. This, this is so hard. But, I mean, if the Panthers win the Super Bowl, obviously I'd love to be there. But if it was like Cubs yeah. game seven and they're playing oh. Boston and they're about to win, oh, oh. yeah, boy, going to be there going nuts. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I, I think the – And my best heck, hey, everybody, Cubs yeah. go make the Red Sox. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that was the best Celebrate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next week we'll have Albert Einstein on the show. We'll get him from the grave. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, Harry Carey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> oh, nice shot. Um, Chat. Yeah. You didn't answer yours yet. Oh, answer that question. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, game seven. Nice. nice. Yep. I'm putting you on the spot. Yep. There we go. Four for four. 
Mm-hmm. I got one. Chase, I, I got Chase one. what about I got, you? I got one. Okay. So we're gonna go, we're gonna shift to the video game world here. Uh oh. So, pretty interesting when I thought of it just about 15 seconds ago. Uh, would you rather live the GTA life? You know, all the guns, drugs, sex, rock and roll, everything that comes <laughs> in between. Uh because right now I have a club, a yacht, uh, biker gang business, whatever. So basically, you have unlimited money, but you only have three lives. That's it. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> do do cops just give up after? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. No, we're we're not even gonna we're not gonna factor in cops. We're just gonna factor in other players and other people. No cops. They can't other kill you. Players are okay? dicks. Yeah, they can't kill you. Cops can't kill you. You only have three lives, but unlimited money. Or would you rather be in Call of Duty with unlimited lives, but basically you end up being alone? You're by yourself and you have to fight everybody off by yourself. But the thing is, you can never die, but you have to kill everybody until it runs out and there's nobody left. Hmm. Oh, give me GTA. As long as like one one time, fair, fair like, enough. Or if if you die, the, you get to hear the wasted noise. Sure, you know as you how as you feel everything exiting your body. But yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that would suck. But, uh, at the same time, it's like yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> yeah, okay, I just pissed and shit. Where's the pain? Okay. This is a bad decision. <laughs> I'm dead now. Yeah, reset, reset. Absolutely, <laughs> Trace. What do you think? I think GTA personally. Okay, all right, Zach. GTA. That, nice. that one's I would say I would I would say the same, but at the same time, it'd be so savage though. Like you're the only guy left, and you're just picking everybody apart. Like nobody. I mean, yeah, nobody would be like, all right, this guy's this guy's he's he's not tough. He's he's a little girl. <laughs> he can't fight. He can't do this. He can't do anything. He's a little pussy. But look <laughs> at him. Yeah. But I, I just think it would be hard, like with GTA, like you said, with all those stupid players. I just kill you for no reason, and you, and, and you only have three lives. Like you, that's it. Like after that, yeah. you're done. Like you're cooked. But unlimited money. Oh, your boy buying all the clubs, buying another yacht, and then having like an exotic. I mean, exotic whips everywhere, and I'm buying every single piece of real estate. I have a helicopter, my jet, a tank. I don't care. I'm coming full guns blazing. So if you try to kill me, you better you better you better be good at your job. That's all I'm saying. Army. Exactly. Die exactly. once and kill everyone else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anybody else got any? Chat, you think of one? Pressure's on, I buddy. Didn't. I did. Son of a damn it. <laughs> This is your segment, man. What the This guy. I didn't come up with this. I was just giving the job. I just work here. I just work here. He's like, I just clocked in, clocked out, left, ate lunch, everything else. I I didn't know. Sorry, I just clocked in for my shift. Don't don't yell at me. (laughs) I'm sorry. Hey, my who's man's is this this week is from Chatterton, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, that's true. All right, yeah, we're (laughs) fine. Yeah. It's all yeah, square now. 
Uh, Jimmy, thank did you. you have a did you have a whose man's is this on your own jimmy oh well no, no, i did not, not. what the fuck is your problem that's right <laughs> that's <fair. laughs> but now whose man's is this is me we're gonna <laughs> switch into we're gonna switch into it right now in our favorite segment of whose man's is this who wants to start oh shit not me nope hold on lost it found it Where trace it? i'll start all right, so this was based on a Google tip search that uh, Chatterton uh, sent our way earlier. So as if you type in Florida man and the day you were born, you can get some very interesting things on here. I'm just going to say yeah, that. Yeah, you can. But um, so the one I found on here that was very funny, I thought, was Florida man says Hooter sign fell on his foot. Video says. Nice. What else needs to be said? <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. So the video claims. <laughs> so the video yeah, claims. I did not watch the, for the validity of it, however. Nice. All right. Uh, Zach, who's next? Zach, you go ahead. <laughs> all right, first one is commercial break. Commercial break. Commercial break. Fine. Fine. Um, this one is not from my Google search, but I had found it the other day, and I was determined to use it regardless of what my Google search found. Florida man mistaken corpse of 96-year-old suicide victim for April Fool's prank and hurls the woman's body into a dumpster. Who's man? What a headline. What a god. That was a really drawn-out headline. That was intense. It was? He did not know how it was going to end. As well (laughs) as Florida man. This one is recent. This is March 7th. Oh, wow. Florida man tells bartender he is the undertaker and tries to tombstone him. I saw that. I saw that. Now, where does Kane fit into this, though? Ooh, let's go. <laughs> that's, a, that's a phenomenal point, Trace. <laughs> phenomenal point. That's awesome. And at what point oh are we just going to bring a retired WWE star out of the just grave for no yep. reason? Whatsoever. For no fucking reason. <laughs> for no reason. Oh, man. Jimmy, you got any? Yep. Uh, one load on my phone, so I got this pulled up. Nice. So, the actual Florida man. There. Oh, all right. Time out. Rewind. Start over. <sighs> this article was written on my birthday <laughs> in 2015, and it says there's an actual Florida man art exhibit in Miami. Get out of and here. And it says. Nice. We have to visit. It yeah, says, no. students from Braddock High School in West Kendall, Miami, were given three weeks to come up with a concept to fill the space of the Locust Project Gallery. So naturally, they cl- they choose to be inspired by Florida Man, the most baffling phenomena. F- f- phenomena. To- I can't Shut up. <laughs> Like, why, what, why did Sound I choose better. to read? I have Sound no better. idea. I feel like I was just listening to Billy off of It talk for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, there's an actual Florida man uh, art gallery, and that was written by the Orlando Weekly. Nice. So, nice. Oh, oh, way to cite your Made, source there. Taking us back I, to Miss Park's class. Yeah, boy, citing the sources. <laughs> citing the source. Oh, citing the sources. Oh, Brenda would have been pumped about that. She'd be so proud. <laughs> way, to go. way to go, Jimmy. You did a great job. 
Oh, Lord. <laughs> Son, just like your holy shit. She goes to Applebee's and drinks. She goes where grown-ups go to hey, drink. Grown she, knows drink what she knows she what knows what the... <laughs> All right. Florida man kills in-laws, orders pizza. Who's the <laughs> You got to get that pizza in there. You now. got to. Gotta get you got pizza. Now, I'm going to take you to some of the best headlines. Now, we're going we're gonna to swing it back to 2015, four years ago. Some of these are absolutely hilarious, so just, just listen. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Florida man impersonating a police officer pulls over real cops and cites them for speeding, not wearing their seatbelt, and driving drunk. Wow. It's real. It's a real thing. <laughs> if they were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Two wrongs don't make a right. Exactly. It's true. It makes a left. Oh, but it makes God. a left. Oh, that's, <laughs> this next one is going to make you really say who's managing this. Florida man bitten by snake that friends say he enjoyed kissing. Who's managing this? Who's fucking snakes? Kissing? There's not a bunch of Kevin Durant's running around. You do not, do, true. That. You do, nope. not do that. Or TJ Dillashaw's. Yeah. Kissing oh, snakes. What is this country coming better. to? Even better. What the hell is this? God. Florida's a wild place. Yeah, they're uh, they're a little different. Oh my god, yeah. Eighty-two-year-old Florida man slashes eighty-eight-year-old Florida woman's tires with an ice pick for taking a seat at bingo. Whose man's is this? That's just wrong, Mayor. You don't take a man's seat at bingo. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's it's on her. Crazy. That's on her. <laughs> okay, this is my final one. She knew this, the risks whenever she sat there. This, yeah. just, this just makes you think of uh, what's his face? Uh, Crazy Steve, or not Crazy <laughs> Steve. Pi- Steve the Pirate. Steve the Pirate from uh, Dodgeball. Oh, Florida yeah. man dressed as pirate arrested for firing musket at passing cars. What a legend. What a legend. Anybody got any other ones before we Send her off this evening. Can you I imagine the fucking yeah, yeah. imagine the fear in your heart. What do you see a man with a musket? Like, oh my god, look at that guy. He looks like a very good small oh my god, he's got a musket. Keep driving, shit, honey. Keep driving. Mus- Push this Prius in gear. Push <laughs> this Prius in gear. Is that the freaking musket? Is that the freaking musket? Is that the freaking musket? You fear for your life. Fucking wild. What a show, gentlemen. What a show. I mean, the other day, fantastic. We got a lot of funny stuff. I mean, it's getting better and better um, each week. So, you know, like I said, follow us on Spotify, Instagram, Twitter. Ah, We don't have Facebook because we have too many adults around around here that follow us and probably shun us for talking <laughs> the way we do. But, hey, neither here nor there. We might make one. Who cares? Our mothers would. Yell at us. Yeah, we're a bunch of savages. Anyway. <laughs> they raised a bunch of savages. They, they knew what they were getting into. Savages. Yeah. We're in the Savage Club. Yeah, that's right. Savage Club. I mean, I mean, and we're making million dollar deals because we're Dallas Keiko's management team. I don't know that's yeah. but it's true. Uh, so, like I said, we'll be at UFC Nashville this weekend. Chatterton and I will be. So, uh, we'll hit you with some types of post or whatever. And so, just like I said, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify. Enjoy our stuff. We appreciate you listening. Myself, Chase. We got Trace, Jimmy, Chatterton. 
signing off. We'll see y'all next time. Enjoy your weekend coming up. Enjoy us. Listen to us and everything like that. Crack open a cold one. Kick your feet up. Because I promise you, you're going to enjoy the content and all the stuff we got to talk about. All our segments. And all, us four. I mean, we're we're a team. We're we're a dynamic team. I got to say myself. So, Absolutely. If you don't agree, yeah, boy. if you don't agree, then you like pissing your apple. Suck it. So, I mean, that, that's the way we see it. But, all right. Join us at UFC Nashville. Join us on Sunday for our next podcast. Y'all have a good one. Peace out, savages. Right now at Banana Republic Factory, save big with 50 to 70% off the entire store. Plus, take an extra 50% off clearance. Stock up on dresses and polos starting at $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Right now at Banana Republic Factory, save big with 50 to 70% off the entire store. Plus, take an extra 50% off clearance. Stock up on dresses and polos starting at $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory.